This is The Motivation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Jujitero C2C. After watching UFC 259, I was so excited and I felt that, you know what, man? We got to talk about these fights right now. So I'm glad to be joined by my brother from another mother, Eddie. What's going on, dude? How you doing today? Oh, man, I, I'm recovering from a UFC hangover. What what a great weekend, man. Right? Oh, man, it was such a great night of fights, man. I, could, I just... From the get go, from the from the moment of the first fight to the last fight, I mean, I was I was entertained all night long. Even in the early prelims, dude. In the early prelims, we had one, two, three, four, five, five finishes out of six fights, dude. Three TKOs, one KO, one sub, and then a <laughs> unanimous decision. That's fucking sick. That's just the prelims. Oh, dude, we were so spoiled. Right. Like Dana right. White really spoiled us for yeah, UFC thank, 259. Yeah, thank God, man. Uh, so before we get into the fights and start breaking them down, I want to go over our picks, dude. I don't know if you remember or if you wrote down your picks, but we all fucking did super good if you didn't. So uh, we picked seven fights. Um, you went five and two. Alfonso went, I don't remember the early. Damn. Game. I don't remember Alfonso's early picks uh, for the as far as the the Dominic Cruz fight and the Joseph Benavides fight. I don't. I didn't get his picks on those. Uh, but picked, the, you remember? He picked Dominic Cruz. I th- we all picked Dominic Cruz. Um, and then he went and with I, the. I, I uh, went with my heart and picked. Ben- yeah, you went Benavides. He went with the Russian. Did he go with the Russian? Askarov. Okay, all right. So then Alfonso went also. I so he also went five and two. And I went five and two. Um, but I don't know. Nice. If you, yeah, yeah. Nice. I don't know if you remember this I hope though. Gamblers out there are listening. Yeah, dude, we we fucking did really good. And actually, um, I don't know if you remember or or not, but uh, I posted in the middle of the week that after looking at Tiago Santos's uh, Instagram account, that I was switching my pick. So I did place a small parlay, and I yeah. Switched my Tiago Santos pick to Alexander Rakic. Uh, so if I would have said that on the show, then I okay. would have went six and one. So I didn't. So uh, we yeah. all t- we all tied. We're all five and two. Dude, that's super good, man. Imagine if we would have went on a five fight parlay. I felt like on this card there was an easy five fights that I that I felt confident enough to put money down uh, and be able to expect money to come back. What do you think? Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 did uh we did our research, man, and I, I think we picked right. I mean, um I, I'm very proud of how well we did. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. I mean I was dude, I was talking all night to anybody that would listen to me, and I was like, dude, I went six and one <laughs> on my parlay. Did you know I went six and one on my parlay? Hey, did you know I went six and one on wow. my parlay? I might not ever do that again the rest of my life. Dude, the first time I did a, a football parlay, I want to say I went like on an eight-team pick'em. So I picked eight games. I went seven and Damn. one. Seven and one the first time. I've never gotten close since. Never. But until until uh Saturday. Yeah, yeah, true. So uh I don't know, man. I felt pretty good. I felt like doing we did the research um going back and and it really did help out. And 
I, you know, I remember talking to you about this and I said, if I'm ever on the fence about a fight, I'm just going to look at both guys, Instagram pics, Instagram accounts. And based off of what I see, I'm going to decide, I'm going to use that to make my decision. And what I saw on Tiago Santos's Instagram account was he's going to soccer games. He's posting selfies in his Corvette. He was at the beach. Um, <laughs> so uh, that, that, that did kind of push me over the edge. And I did go with racket specifically because of that. So, uh, hey, if you're listening out there, check out the fighters Instagram accounts. And that might be the final deciding point for you on picking your fighter let's get into yep. these fights man let's start talking about these fights early prelims i watched um but there was nobody that <clears throat> i really remember so um let's see we started off with three mm-hmm. tkos in a row uh followed by a submission did you happen to watch the kai Kara france fight yeah he he was um he was getting smoked on the ground man and then out of nowhere, just started landing bombs. Right. And, and just, I think with what, like seven seconds left? He went yeah. To TKO? Yeah, the round was almost over, man. It was just, they were there. And then he, what was that, like an uppercut? I want to say an uppercut, but I mean, he set that combination up beautifully. It, it was multiple punches. Yeah. Um, yeah. That and uh, yeah, he just weathered that jujitsu storm. Man, and then said this is it i need i need to take this dude out i don't want my back taken for five yeah. minutes again yeah man so kudos to him that was sick i love the walk-off i like how he knew one hitter quitter and he walked away and um uh, you know what and then her dean was like whoa what's going on and then he saw the dude walking on skates you know so uh that, that it was that was a cool fight man that was the opening prelim fight card on the espn card wanted to mention that awesome knockout oh yeah um, franza so- was gonna like because herb dean didn't officially end the fight yeah no he and then franza turned around was like oh he came with a hammer fist and then uh herb dean was like hey stop 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 yeah, yeah and the brazilian threw his mouthpiece at him yeah did you see that man he flung that yeah that, that, that he was- had- yeah yeah it was good man <laughs> i liked it i liked it so the first card the first fight on the card that we did uh make our picks on was the Askar Askarov Joseph Benavides fight and it went down pretty much like we thought you know Askarov just fucking manhandled Joseph Benavides took him down at will um did whatever he wanted uh to to Joseph Benavides credit he didn't get finished you know just to go just to show how tough he is mm-hmm. um, and he was just getting mauled man what do you think yeah he he's not top 5 in the world anymore man i, I think um it's time to hang him up um his uh championship run days are over uh and i'm not taking anything away from Askarov. that that guy is a savage and he should fight the winner of figadora and moreno but um i i hope uh benavides fights retires or fights maybe one more time against someone he could beat just so he could leave the sport on a high note um but no, it, it's exactly uh, what we expected. Uh, Askarov is just on another level. He's younger, he's faster, he's stronger, and just an overall better fighter. Yeah, man, he's got a better skill set. He's got that wrestling background, uh, and he's just been building off of that, and he's just been grinding fools out. And um, he did it again Saturday night, you know? Uh, one of the judges even gave him a 20, 20, uh, 30-26, yep. Yep. you know? So. There was a 10-8 somewhere that they saw. I don't know. Maybe I was taking a nap. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next yeah. card, the next fight okay. that we picked was uh, Dominic Cruz versus Casey Kinney. And we all went Dominic Cruz on that. 
and it went down pretty much like we thought. Uh, I kind of thought that Dominic looked like he was getting a little tired. Our, what do you think? Yeah, he was carrying a little extra muscle mass, and um, he looked good. Don't get me wrong. He looked good, but that extra muscle, I, I don't think he was used to carrying. And uh, he seemed uh, fatigued late in the second and in the third round. I mean, he he was just technical enough to, to um, outpoint um, his opponent. But uh, yeah, that, it, maybe it was a little extra muscle mass that uh, had him looking tired. Yeah, maybe he didn't look like he was heavy. Um, I was thinking maybe it was a little ring rust, you know, um, he is getting older in age, um, but he, he was, typical, you know what I mean? He was a step ahead. There were so many times where Casey Kenny would throw pump. Oh my God. Dexter's tripping again. There's a ghost in the hallway. I don't know. Dexter, <laughs> you're ruining the podcast fool. Come here. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's going to hate you. All right. There were several times throughout the fight where Casey, you could see Casey Kenny throwing a combo and Dom wasn't even there anymore, dude. Uh, he, it was a masterpiece. He painted a masterpiece that night. He got tagged a couple of times, but more yeah, than not, more times than not, he was gone and he would t- uh, tag him a couple of times and then get out. He, uh, he wasn't, did he get him down at all? Did he get it to score a takedown? I don't, I, he just outboxed him. Um, and I like the fact that he was able to adjust to the calf kicks and, and the leg kicks. He, he was able to check check a few true or that. not be there when they were thrown. Yeah, true um, that, man, because he was getting tackled with those a little bit. He was getting blasted. Yes, yeah. And so, yeah, he, he's still making adjustments, man. He's still getting better. He, he's adapting to the new newer techniques and um, still able to apply the stuff that made him a champion, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. I thought he did really good. Yeah, man. As I was saying, just Dominic Cruz. Uh, he. I thought he showed a little bit of ring rust, but overall, man, he he looked like old Dominic Cruz. You know, uh, I I expect him to get better. Um, I didn't hear his post fight interview, but it sounded like he called somebody out. I don't know who the guy is. I don't know why, uh, but apparently he has a reason. Uh, did you hear anything was, about that? Uh, the guy. Um, his name's Hans Millenkamp. There you go. That's and the he's name. one of the um, CEO of Monster Energy. It was something to do with sponsorship money. I, I guess Dominic did a bunch of uh, like uh, signings for Monster and never got paid for it. Oh. So he challenged right. him to a boxing match for charity. Nice. That's what's up. Cool. Yeah. I hope he gets it. Almost like a Tito Ortiz, Dana White back Damn. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, after the Dominic Cruz fight, uh, the main card started, man. And, man, we've been talking about this for such a long time. This main card was one of those cards that I felt lived up to the expectations. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. There were some, some surprising moments. Like right. um, I, I thought Raychek versus Santos was going to be a war, but. They were both really technical and, and uh, cautious, but I, I still enjoyed the fight. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was still on pins and needles. Right, right. So uh, on the show, you were the only one that actually went with Rakic originally. Uh, me and Fonz both went with Thiago. Um, once again, you proved us wrong. Uh, but yeah, they were both kind of cautious. I think uh, uh, Rakic tried, did a little bit more to win the fight. You know, I thought he won every single round. Um, but I also thought that. 
maybe Rakic has probably a little bit more, a little more tools in the tool belt to pull from than Thiago. Thiago still, Thiago's been fighting for so long, and he, I feel like he's still a brawler. He's still winging his punches, trying to kill somebody with one hit. Uh, he's got no wrestling. He doesn't set anything up. Whatever he feels like throwing, that's what he's going to throw. And when you go up against someone who's not playing checkers anymore, you know, who's a, a, just tech, yeah. a, a super technician, he's throwing something with and something right behind it, and he's he has intent with everything that he does. Um, I just don't think – I just feel like he got outmaneuvered in this fight. Yeah, I, I mean, um, you said earlier Thiago was in his Corvette going to soccer games. Uh, he just had two knee surgeries, two knee replacement surgeries. He, he's a poor guy that has money now. I, I think he he fights out his contract, collects his big checks, and calls it a day, man. His heart's not in the game anymore like he yeah. used to. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think so. We saw the best Thiago when he fought John Jones. True, true, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think his best days are behind him. Yep, yep. All right. Um, what about this next fight at lightweight? Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober. I thought that Drew Dober was like the kid that was walking to the after school fight thinking that they were just going to play basketball. And the other guy was fucking like, hey, when that fool shows up, I'm going to trash him. And that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty it, much. It was like he had no idea what was going on. I mean, dude, he. He subbed to uh, or he tapped to an arm triangle while the guy was in his half guard still. Was that what happened? I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but dude, that must have just been at least guard. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh that must have been some intense pressure, man. But just like we thought, dude, that guy was just all over him, man. Yeah, a Dober probably wrestled in the mm-hmm. past, but that was just a different level, man. That you could just you could see he hit an inside trip. He hit a single leg. He hit double leg. He hit any almost any kind of takedown you could think of. It was takedown school. Yeah, uh, dude. And Drew Dover is a killer. Yeah, yeah. He went right through it, dude. It he was went, almost. Let's not. I mean, Drew Dover. I felt like I was could watching beat a lot of the top ten guys. I yeah, he could right. He's got that left hand that's just drops fools out of nowhere, and he's been doing it for a while, you know, but. I felt that mm-hmm. it was almost like we were watching Khabib versus Poirier. Remember how Poirier looked after like the first round? Like, oh my, like, oh shit. Like, oh, this motherfucker's <laughs> fucking strong as fuck. Like, I never felt this before. That's how I felt when I was watching this fight. Like, Drew Dober just was like, after that first round, he like he just didn't want nothing no more. And he was just trying to survive. Like, at one point, he pulled guard on a double leg because it was just in so deep, you know? <laughs> yeah drew dover never pulls guard man that, yeah. that's uh islam just broke him down to the point where he turned him into a a guard pool. turned him into mia khalifa <laughs> yeah oh. yeah <laughs> let me just wrap my legs around you drew dover if you're listening i'm just kidding please don't beat my ass <laughs> <laughs> we'll hook you up with mia khalifa might not be the Mia Khalifa you're looking at, but uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was a good fight, man. It was a good display, a good showcase for Islam. Um, what do you think's next for him? What like a title shot? 
he's got to fight someone in the top five, right? Dude, they they're um, poor, poor Tony Ferguson, but that's who they have uh, Islam fighting next. Oh, <laughs> oh well, poor Tony, man. I he, like Tony. Anything can happen on any given days. Um, probably not, but <clears throat> not against Islam, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Say a rosary for Tony Ferguson. Um, yeah please that's it <laughs> you know what um i'm gonna start to go fund me maybe we take those funds we go to <laughs> fresno house of curandero um we bring a bucket of chicken use that as a sacrifice and we just hope for the best we'll light the candle see what happens see how the wax goes that's how tony, okay that's how it goes <laughs> trying to help you out tony Stop signing these bullshit ass contracts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so that brings us to the last three fights. And from here on out, it was all championship fights, man. So uh Aljamain Sterling, yes. Peter Yon. P- How do you say his name? Petro Petro P It's P. I'm I'm not trying to be funny, but it, it's P Odor. Piotr. There you go. Piotr. Yeah. So Piotr. Yeah. Piotr Jan, Aljamain Sterling, uh, me and Fonz both went uh, Piotr, and you went Aljo. Um, dude, what'd you think, man? And you guys were right for four and a half rounds. <laughs> uh, right? Right? <laughs> what'd you think of that fight, if I'm man? Being a nice guy, if I'm being a nice guy, I'll give Aljamain the first round, second, third, and before that illegal knee was thrown, the fourth round was going uh, Piotr's way. And the fucking moron decided to throw an illegal knee. Dude, how, that is, how do you do that? That might be the stupidest thing I've ever seen in MMA. Like, he's the champ and he doesn't know the rules. That's like showing and up to a jiu-jitsu tournament and you don't even don't bring your the belt. Knee. Don't throw the yeah. And, and he, I don't know if it was true or not, but he said he asked his corner and his corner was like, yeah, go for it. So I don't know if he's trying to pass the buck. He's Who, the fighter in the cage. Right. Here's the one playing the game, dude. He's the one in control. Well, then he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, 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 man. Mm-hmm. He fucking he fucked it up. He blew up my parlay with that. Thanks, Piotr. Oh man, put, put that aside, dude. He was impressive. You said, you know what? If I'm being nice, I'll give Aljo that first round. I was thinking the same thing, man, because he. He and you know what, man? It's uh, Joe Rogan was all up on Aljo's nuts, dude. I think that I'm gonna stop listening to those guys talk because there are so many fights where I was like, are you guys even, I mean, it happens, you know, but I just feel like they, they play favorites a little too much. When Aljo got that first takedown, they're like, Oh, he's one for one on takedowns. He's, he's winning, you know, whatever. Uh, but Piotr, <laughs> Piotr got up after a, I don't even think he had him down from 10 seconds, five seconds popped up. Uh, eventually almost started working for the back take. And then like, when they broke away, like within five seconds, that was when he threw that straight right hand down the pipe and dropped his ass. Uh, when he did that, mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was enough to win the round. And then if that wasn't enough to make you think he won the round, he got his own takedown. And I think he held him down a little bit longer than yeah. Aljo. And then the second round, Aljo started- He had the hooks in. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, after that, like you could just see it in his eyes like, I felt like even his corner knew even the advice that they were giving him. It wasn't like 
all right, this is what we're going to do. Start throwing this and this and this. There was like, all right, keep busy. Keep moving. Them. You know what I mean? It was like, dude, that's not even advice. You're just telling him what he already knows he's supposed to be doing. Give him a plan. And I, I just, they didn't have anything. Yeah. They didn't have anything to answer, Piotr. Uh, they thought they were going to dominate with wrestling. And Piotr was just getting crazy trips. Um I think he even did he score what kind of takedowns did he get other than those trips? Do you remember? He scored a bunch. Uh it, it was basically I if I remember correctly, it was in the clinch and it was like a duck kind of getting the back with the duck under. Maybe. And then he would trip um as he had the back and then he would put hooks in. It was all very technical, uh very proficient. He looked like a world champion, man. He it, it was like as each round um went by peter was getting stronger and al Janine was um he was fading and fading fast yeah man he until that knee yeah he he didn't look so good man uh still he he need him it was a bonehead move he paid for it um i hope they get an immediate rematch soon man like within the next two three months um but i expect the same thing to happen you know piotr knows what's gonna happen Aljo knows what's going to yeah. happen. Um, he'll get that strap back, and hopefully, uh, I think he's even going to come in and try to finish him earlier. Maybe. What do you think? Um, well, Aljamain, Al- he he uh, he improves um, a whole lot after a loss, man. I-, I think he knows what what to expect now from uh, Piotr, and uh, I I think he'll make the necessary adjustments. I'm not sure why he was so fatigued in going into the third round, but um, Al Jermaine needs to fix that. Um, I think it was maybe like an adrenaline I, I'm dump just, kind of uh, Yeah, it, it, yeah, it could be. It, maybe he didn't get the takedowns and, and uh, he only had a plan A, but hopefully he comes in, yeah, with plan B in the second fight. We don't, yeah, these guys are both championship caliber. And uh, I, I'm excited for the rematch, man. Yeah, it was just too bad. Sterling didn't do anything wrong, man. He, a, a lot of people placed the blame on him for, for what happened and for the title exchanging hands. But um, if Algin Main Sterling doesn't deserve the title, then neither does Peter Yan, you know? I agree. I agree, so man. That was, a, I, I, that was a super bonehead move. If you're not smart enough, to to realize that that you're not supposed to do that, you don't deserve the belt. You're right. Exactly, exactly. It, like you're the champ, man. You know the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunate, but hey, it that that it is what it is. And uh, <laughs> maybe next time I'll go seven and zero. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're so close. So close. We're all knocking on the door, man. We're all right there. That brings us to the co-main event. Amanda, the Lioness Nunez, defeated Megan Anderson. Submission. Uh, it says triangle armbar. So she did have like a an inverted kind of triangle, almost like, you know. Um, and then mm-hmm. she just wrapped that arm up underneath and snatched it up. And that was game over, dude. What'd you see in this fight, Eddie? I just feel bad for for uh, Megan Anderson. She she got beat up so bad that her name changed to Megan. Uh, <laughs> That's like, what it says on she Wikipedia. Was, she got knocked out and, and yeah, and submitted. 
Um, so like if they asked, how'd you lose, man? She would be like, oh, I got knocked out and submitted. <laughs> it, it was what, you know, Daniel Cormier called it a, a non-event for <laughs> Amanda Nunes and she should turn around quickly and fight somebody else. Yeah, dude, she could fight next Saturday. She should fight Leon Edwards. She could. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would watch that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Poor, what do you think, man? Oh, what poor Megan, dude. Uh, 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 we, were, we were all watching the fight, you know, and as soon as she got a taste of that freaking first overhand right hand to her forehead, and she shot in, you're like, oh, like you could see the look in her eyes where she was like, oh, it, oh, shit. She is, she is, the, you know, like same look that everyone else had, you know, when, when shit goes down, you know, poor girl, you know, she was <laughs> thrown in there with the lioness and hey, that's what happens, man. I don't see anybody else, like we said, you know giving her any problems anytime soon. Speaking of Amanda Nunez, um, Megan, just get back in line. She's young, you know, uh, maybe she can stick around long enough to see Amanda uh, get old in the cage and then make, maybe she can take advantage then. But right now, not, not going to happen, dude. Not going to happen. Ain't no one touching Amanda. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. At 140, 145 is so shallow that they don't even have rankings. Yeah, there's no need yet. So you can um, get signed today. You can fight for the belt tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Just raise your if you're a 135er, uh just log jam, just uh move up to 145. Yeah. You'll you'll get a title shot right away. Yeah. You're also gonna be get concussed, but hey, you'll be on the main card of the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> uh dude, the main oh, event man. of the main event of this card was a fight that we have been itching for for at least a decade or no? I mean, how many times have we talked about somebody going up in weight that's cleaned out a division and maybe has the potential to be a champ at the next weight class? You know, we wanted GSP to do it after he cleaned out the the, the welterweight division three times over. He never did it. Um uh, Anderson, we 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 wanted him to try it, um, and then he just got cocky and then turned into Glass Joe from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Um, but there's really been there really <laughs> hasn't been anybody else that we were like, you know what? Please step up and take out the next division. Uh, maybe that might be John Jones. Who knows? Uh, but Israel Izzy, dude, stepped up. Without even having cleaned out the division, but we kind of felt like, you know what? There's nobody in your division that's on your level right now anyways, you know? Uh, so why not? So he dipped his toe into the light heavyweight pool, and he went straight to the top, man. He did, he wasn't messing around. He wasn't going to try to get an intro light heavyweight fight. He's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to get a taste of that strap. And he went five rounds with Jan, man. Uh, what would you think about Izzy's performance, Eddie? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't agree with the judge's scorecard. I, I, I thought it was two rounds to two going into the fifth round and he was winning the fifth round until the double leg takedown and then, uh, the ground control in the mount. And, um, yeah, I, I think Jan pulled it off with, with two minutes to go like a true, true champion, uh, 
would pull it off. Um, yeah, but Izzy was close. He was close. Um, there's nothing for him to hit his um, hang his head on. Um, I, I think he should continue uh, to campaign in the 205 pound division. Um, I, I think we could get a trilogy fight after. Yeah, man, it, it was such a good fight, man. And you could see the noticeable size difference. Yeah. Yes or no? I mean, Jan looked huge compared oh, okay, to Izzy. Yeah, but um, Jan, Jan was patient. He, he didn't try to go blow for blow like a lot of uh, Izzy's opponents have in the past. He just kind of pick his shots, throw the jab. He, he would get outboxed a little bit. And then in the third and fourth and fifth round, he, he would time that double leg. Yeah. So it, it was smart that he slowed the fight down and just relied on his wrestling. Yeah, I agree. What man. do you think, Frank? Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree with you. He knew that there was no way he was going to outpoint Izzy. And that's what Izzy was doing early on in the fight. He was just loading <laughs> up the he was loading up the bank with shots, just take, kicking that leg, body shots. He had that jab going. He was just in and out karate pointing him out. You know what I mean? Um and little by and and Jan knew mm-hmm. that and but every once in a while Jan would throw a combo or land a kick here or land a kick there, you know. And then in that fourth round he scored the takedown, and then in the fifth round he scored that takedown. And just like you said, dude, he needed that. He needed that takedown to secure the victory, and the way he scored it and what he did with it because he didn't just hold him down, he worked for position a better position. Got into a spot no. where he could uh, do a little bit of GMP, you know, and and dude, he was he was he landed a couple hammer fists on him that I was like, ooh, you know. Um, so Izzy got a taste of that power, man, and he survived. He didn't finish him, um, even though I placed another side bet on that. Thank oh, yeah. you, Um, but dude, he <laughs> he looked good, man. He looked good, and like you said, dude, I would love to see him uh, dip his toe again and. And maybe not, maybe not Jan. Maybe um, I. I think he might be able to beat. Um, who's the guy that Jan just beat? Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes. That might be a good matchup. You know, um, I think as long as Izzy mm-hmm. does, if Izzy put Izzy up with a light heavyweight that's not really going to threaten a takedown, and I think you're going to have a good, good fight, a great fight actually. You know, like a David versus versus Goliath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I, I don't think Izzy's done uh, with the 205-pound uh, class division. Um, he, he should certainly take another crack at it because he he was less than three minutes away from perhaps winning a world title. Yeah, he, he could have. He might have been, man. You never know. And and you know what? Even though he lost, he took that loss like, like a champ, man. You know, he talked about it. He acknowledged mm-hmm. how good Jan was. Um he said he was he was outworked, um, and he all credit he gave all the credit to Jan. So I mean, even in law, even in defeat, he's great. He's he's just humble, you know. So how can you not like that? Um, oh yeah, definitely looking forward no, I, to. I like the guy, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, maybe he's got to have another fight with Paulo after Paulo announced that he was hungover. You know, so that might have been a fluke. I don't know. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. Paulo Costa, <laughs> shut up. And somebody cancel his Twitter account, man. Don't let that guy on social media. That's horrible. 
I was hoping Paulo Costa would fight Anthony Johnson. That was like my my uh, Make a Wish Foundation wish. Rumble Johnson? <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, that would have been. Johnson was talking smack to him a few months ago. That would have been insane. That would have been like Phil Baroni. Hey, yo, you sitting in the third row? Get ready to catch his head because I'm about to knock his block off. Remember when he said that? <laughs> I missed. Yeah, yeah exactly. I missed Phil Baroni. What happened? Yeah. All right, man. Well, <laughs> that was the main event of UFC 259. Uh, anything else you want to say before we head up out of here? No, just thanks for having me on, Frank. I, I love talking fights. I love talking UFC. I, I love talking to you, man. So yeah, thank yeah. you so much, and thank you to everyone that's listening. Oh, yeah, man. Always a great time. Uh, you listeners out there, stay tuned for the April edition of Fight Pick'ems. I bet you we're going to go 8-0, so save your pennies up. Uh, we're about to bake, break the bank. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed yep. the episode, share it with a friend. Uh, share it on social media. Tag a friend on one of our posts so that they can become a listener. You uh, didn't get a chance to take, put in your picks. Send them in ahead of time next time for the next one. Uh, try and check out our website at jujitetoc2c.com. Uh, until the next one, keep rolling and training out there. and We hope to hear from you soon. Peace. This is The Motivation. I'm a veterinarian, sure, but I'm way more than that. I'm also a tango dancer, a struggling but determined pie maker, and a mom. With IndieVets, I get to choose when and where I work. I create my own schedule and choose shifts at nearby animal hospitals that are right for me. Having that flexibility is exactly what I need to have plenty of time for all those other things that I am. Because I'm more than just a vet. Visit IndieVets.com to learn more and apply.